0: Welcome to Let's Talk Ed. I am Chris Ford, and I'm joined by Dr. Zahi Atala. And in this week's edition of Let's Talk Ed, we are going to be talking about making that college decision. And Zahi, this is something that that you and I, this was a decision we both made uh, 20 plus years ago, uh, 30 plus years ago for, for you. Um, so... We're going to talk about this a little bit from our own perspective and then also from the perspective of, of that as college administrators and, uh, you know, some things that prospective students should be thinking about. And this is a topic I'm very excited about. Yeah, we're, I mean, it's, it's a yearly thing, right, in colleges.
1: We talk about the crop of students coming in uh, and we're always excited in preparing the college for them. Uh, The videos that that I've seen on on YouTube are predominantly by people who are are students, and they talk about why they chose a particular college or a particular career. I've seen a few uh, college counselors' uh, uh, videos. Uh, Sometimes some teachers have done things. However, I think uh, you and I come to it from a little bit different uh, angle, which is the uh, perspective of how things work, and to explain why we see certain trends nationally, you know, why there, there isn't a, a huge proportion of students who complete education. Why do we hear things? Why did you go into liberal arts education? Uh, you know, uh, oh, why would you want to go to a community college? And, and so on. I think those are, there are lots of urban legends out there. There are lots of myths. There are half-baked truths out there. Uh, we're not trying to debunk anything. We're trying to put our understanding uh, out in the open for people to hear it and and hopefully uh, make those decisions. Like like you say, in, in a few months, now they're making a decision to to change their lives in a, in a few months and potentially down the road.
0: Right. And, you know, it's about right now that if you are a traditional high school senior, um, if you haven't been inundated by... Mailings already you you probably are about to uh you know for a lot of high school seniors they've been getting things in the mail probably for a couple of years now um there are a lot of colleges that start reaching out to students when they are even sophomores or or younger uh but the reality is for a lot of the college-bound seniors uh, they have gone maybe through some of the early admission process Uh, at this point, and right around now, they're starting to find out what their realities are. Uh, So they may be getting those letters of acceptance. Uh, They may be getting those letters to give them an idea of financial aid and scholarships. Uh, So, you know, now they have to start making that decision with what's the best fit and you know what's the best fit that maybe i can afford
1: yes uh, excellent points And and uh, you know as a marketer and a communicator uh, for a higher uh, for institution of higher learning you've also gone past the mailings and past your typical radio and and tv ads to targeting individuals almost every day whether geofencing or or other uh, approaches uh, through multiple uh, uh, tools of, of uh, social media. Uh, so people, like you said, are being inundated and it's a bewildering world. Uh, very seldom do we hear uh, individuals uh, saying, well, I've made my decision when I was in middle school. That's what I was going to That's what I'm going to study. This, so those are the classes I'm going to be taking. And, and this is where I'm going to go afterwards. Uh, and this is the career I'm gonna be getting. Um, Although, yeah, we all hear about um, how the overwhelmed counselors in schools are trying to do those things, but in reality, they're swamped. You know, when you have a ratio of uh, 700, 1,000, 1,500 students per uh, advisor or counselor, you you've got you've got very little of those interactions that are meaningful so what we do is we put the kid the student in front of a computer and say well explore uh, those careers right and you've done a career exploration using the tool at uh, at our institution Uh, do you mind sharing what the outcome was
0: Yeah, so, uh, you know, I I started my career, and and I was kind of unique that I, from the time I was in ninth grade, kind of knew what I wanted to do, and that was broadcasting, as I say that, having not been in broadcasting for eight years, Um, you know, so I I took a a career coach survey, and uh, I got a 100% match to be a counselor. Uh, so that apparently should have been my calling in life um, instead of marketing or, or broadcasting or journalism or anything like that. Uh, but I think one of the important things is, you know, there there are great tools out there like that that will help you explore uh, what you want to do, because the reality is most people at 18 don't know what they want to do for the rest of their life. Um and you know the average college student changes their major three times, so it's important to kind of keep your options open, and you know be thinking about that and how you want to explore. Uh, so if you are one of those students that maybe you have no idea what you want to do yet, uh, which is perfectly okay. Maybe a community college is a really good option for you because you have the opportunity to take care of those general education requirements uh, at a much more affordable price than if you go to, uh, you know, a private school, a large university where, uh, you know, you may be in a a much larger group when you're taking, you know, a, a general composition type class. Uh, versus at a community college where you may be in a classroom of 15 to 20 people when you're doing that. Uh, But the other thing is, uh, just in general, whether you're going to a community college, whether you're going to a four-year university right away, it is important to be flexible, uh, see what's out there, and, and not necessarily, if you don't know, have your heart set on one particular major.
1: And it's an excellent point because we tell people follow your passion, but between follow your passion and understanding the uh, the topography of that terrain and and the potential um, finish lines and, and opportunities, there's a there's a distinct difference. And uh, one of the things I personally urge uh, learners of any age. Right is, is yes, those electronic tools of career uh, uh, exploration are fantastic, but there are other tools. What about those youth apprenticeships? What about those internships? What about those job shadowings? Another element that, that strikes me as somebody who's extremely passionate about career technical education is, we tend to take individuals who are less studious and shove them into shop classes, and hope that they're going to become the next builder, the next welder, the next nurse, the next whatever. And we forget that, you know, those are roads we're driving on. Those are houses, uh, you know, that have roofs we're living in, and, and and those are bridges we're driving on. Do we really want, the less equipped or the person who's just doing it because because they need to put food on the table or do we need the most equipped and passionate workforce you know we tie this at the same time we have universities and colleges that are priding themselves on a 35 or 40 percent completion degree completion rate within uh, one and a half time uh, you know which is six years for university and, and three years for a community or a technical college. Those are things that people on the um, outside of education, predominantly in business and politics, are looking at and saying, yeah, that doesn't necessarily make sense. So, not to go political, but, but to bring it back to the choice of the individual, uh, the individual, in my opinion, has to trial, but at the same time, has to understand that a college is a stepping stone. And you're going to continue learning throughout your life. The vision that so many of us in higher education have that a student, a, a, a learner is a one, well, a student is a one-time customer, in my opinion, has to change to a learner that is coming back to us and what we can offer and how we can offer it. And I think mm-hmm. the two are different. And and those are things you address in your marketing and you and you ponder a lot.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and like you said, there there is a lot of that, you know, you're, you're two years and done or you're four years and done, whatever, you know, particular school you're going to. And it's a flawed view. Um, you know, yes, uh, you definitely want to be able to get that degree as a student, you know, in that two years or that four years. But a- as you said, you are constantly learning. I don't care what profession you go into in life uh you're always going to be learning and developing yourself and finding new ways to do things and um you know it's something i do literally every day i am looking to hone my skills in a variety of different ways uh it's something that i know you know you read up on things all the time um so, you know, it's important to think of that. And for colleges, of course, they need to be thinking about, you know, how can we capitalize that on that and make sure that we are offering the things that the the lifelong learners need. Um, but one of the things that I want to talk about, too, uh, for prospective students to be thinking about is, you know, college visits are, are very important. Uh, uh, you know, a lot of people have done that. No matter how much you think you know the college, uh, I think it's important to still do that. And you know, one of the things that I think is also an underrated thing that isn't going to just happen on a college visit unless you ask for it is the opportunity to maybe sit in a class for a little bit and see, you know, maybe there's a particular program that you're very interested in. Um, you know, see what that's like. meet that that professor and and see what he or she is like and and that can really help you make a decision. um you know, and you can find out like you referenced apprenticeships and internships. Um, yes. I am a huge advocate of of those because it gives you the opportunity to you know try a career basically before you go into that career and you know i knew people that did internships that that absolutely cemented what they wanted to do uh, i did an internship with a tv station and at that time it made me realize that i liked radio the radio side of broadcasting a lot better than i liked the tv side of broadcasting So, you know, that helped me make my career decision in that way. So, you know, there, and obviously the experience that you get in an internship is, you know, unbelievable. But those are the sorts of things that, you know, if you are that prospective student, ask about those things. You know, what are those opportunities? What do they look like? How can I take advantage of something like that? And, you know, ask those questions because obviously, any college tour, and this is, you know, that that insider information, any college tour, the college is putting its best foot forward. That's what that college tour is. It's a, a sales pitch for that institution. And, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing, but they're highlighting everything that that is good about them. But, you know, be willing to ask questions deeper than that. Uh, you know, they are doing things to try and impress you. Uh, And they're very good at it. Uh, When I did my college visit at DePaul, I was incredibly impressed with it and decided that was where I was going to go to college. Um, But, you know, still be willing to ask those questions, you know, because you're going to have an opportunity to meet with uh, some sort of admissions representative during that visit uh, and and ask all of the questions that you want to ask at that point. you know, ask about careers, ask about internships, ask about, you know, different majors. What happens if I change my major? Um, you know, and, and obviously, finances is one of the, the big, big motivators in going to college. And, uh, you know, as we said at the beginning of the program, right now, you have a lot of students that are finding out what that college expense may look like. And there can be some real sticker shock there.
1: Yes. uh,
0: Because you start seeing what tuition, fees, room and board, and and all of that sort of stuff is going to cost. And you're also getting an idea of what kind of scholarships you may qualify for. Mm -hmm. And You know there there are a lot of students that may have that dream institution you know i've always wanted to go to this college and then they see what it's going to cost they get frustrated and you know don't let that be a stopping point for your higher education journey at that point if you realize i can't afford to go to my dream school Uh, there are alternatives out there Um, you know it may not be your dream school but it may be something that is a better opportunity Uh, you know I think you've known people I've known people that started at one college and finished at another because they got to that first college and it wasn't the right fit for them yes
1: I want to I want to go into a rabbit hole that I think you laid there uh, for us, which is the finances. There's an element that very few talk about, which is uh, part-time versus full-time students. Most uh, four-year institutions cater to the residential full-time student. And then we have a national and, and societal complaint, well, people are not finishing why people aren't finishing because the cost means that individuals have to work and when they have to work they can't perform as well or take as many credits as they could right because cost of living isn't necessarily cheap not everybody has a parent who can support them financially it is a wonderful tool but it's also a limited tool once you accumulate so much credit and and over time so The idea of part-time versus full-time is something that the private for profits have really honed in on and and which gets us into topics we're gonna be covering in the future about the modalities of instruction, about the scheduling of classes, about any number of different uh, formats, including uh, uh, how we interact with the individual student. But for the purposes of today, I would like the individual who's thinking about the uh, college uh, decision to think about not just whether they can afford it or not, but in order for them to afford it after they've looked at the financial aid, after they looked at the availability of scholarships and fellowships, how much work can they do? What kind of standard do they have? If they have dependents, it becomes a lot harder so many of the students, especially the ones we see in community colleges, are first-generation. They come from impoverished and underrepresented backgrounds. So many of them have dependents, whether they're parents, siblings, children, uh, or they get children in uh, on their way to instruction um, or on their way through education. So. We've traditionally looked from 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 up on that because oh well, they're they I mean they're they're parting or they uh, you know they're letting loose and in reality, this is part of that experience and growing and maturing. So how can education wrap itself around work and life to support the individual? Currently, we don't have cookie cutter approaches. Sometime down the road, we're going to be talking about guided pathways, which is a national initiative uh, that that we're both passionate about. But we're not there yet. So, how can we, as youth or or not so young, going into college, how can we make those decisions? We really need to sit down. We really need with a with an advisor. Parse things out and understand that the most parsimonious way might be the most effective way to get to our um, end goal. And, and by saying the most parsimonious is the fewest steps, because if, if you're trialing and trialing and trialing, you're again, you might run out your fellowship or your financial aid before you get to your end goal. And, and you're not gonna get an end goal if you've accumulated so many credits that are not part of a trajectory so as a youth or or otherwise thinking about going into education and well, going into school college the decision has to be made with all the options on the table in my opinion
0: yeah and you know as much as we talked about exploring a little bit earlier and being flexible you know there there is something to be said about starting with some idea i want to work in healthcare And this is where the Guided Pathways, of course, really come in and be very effective. But you know, if you kind of start a little bit with somewhat of an endpoint in mind, um, you're less likely to jump around and, you know, end up with credits that, you know, they're credits, but they aren't necessarily applying to what your major ends up being. Um, So, You know that's that's why it's important to do some of that that homework early on too, so that you know as you're making decisions because you know life happens between you know if you look at that traditional college age student eighteen to twenty two years old there's a lot of life that happens uh, in those four years, and you know being able to adjust accordingly, um, being able to take the right classes that you need to graduate, um, on time. Uh, you know, it's, it's very important to really work with your advisor. Once you get to college to, to talk about career goals, to have them maybe help you explore those career goals so that you can find the most effective path forward.
1: I'd like to add to, to what you said, the end goal in mind, the end goal it could be, it could be a number of things that are somewhat related, right? I want to go from Robinson where we are to to Los Angeles, right? And it could be Irvine, it could be Anaheim, it could be, you know, within that area. But if I, you know, what's the easiest route? You know, uh, should I go up north uh, on I ninety four? Should I go on? Uh, Route 66 or anywhere in between, how many times should I stop, how much money do I have, how much time do I have, it's not that different in the grand scheme of things, in my opinion. And and one more thing that that I think about uh, when I'm trying to talk to individuals is, it's not just a choice of a career and exploring it, it's also... There is nothing bad about not going full bore full time, right? Because like you said, life happens. It happens to every single one of us. Um, Sometimes if it happens sooner, it's probably better than when it happens uh, at an uh, older age. If you get a job that's going to pay you uh, royally, why not? Right? Is that a bad thing? With that said, it may not be your end career right it could be it could be a stepping stone so laying everything on the table becomes part of that strategy that allows you to succeed and success is should be individualized that's that's one thing that we do typically is is we use a broad brush strokes to describe everything and everybody because we're all numbers right by id numbers and in reality each id number has a story. So as we're talking to individuals who are making decisions for the future, make your story an integral part of your decision-making is what we're trying to tell folks.
0: Right. And, you know, I think Zahi, as we wrap this up a little bit, uh, you know, maybe we could both give a little bit of our, our own advice here for students trying to make a decision. And And again, you know, we both know from our Administrative positions that the holidays are a big time of decision making for uh, future college students. Um, You know they they have time uh, and there's a lot of opportunity to talk with family during that time about that decision making and and I think one of the important things. You know, over that time, the advice that I would give is, you know, really think about, you know, okay, let's say I've applied to five different colleges, uh, you know, kind of sit down, weigh the, the pros and cons of each, um, you know, look at what you liked, what you didn't like, um, you know, and that could be anything, you know, I didn't like the way the campus looked all the way up to, I don't know if I can afford this, uh, and and everything in between. And take that time to really, you know, think about what those decisions are and and how you can make a good informed decision, um, you know, because it, it's, it's very easy to make an emotional choice when it comes to a college, you know, I really love, you know, this college or whatever, um, but that may not be the best reason to make a college choice. Uh, you know, I'm not saying approach it robotically and say, you know, this one scored a seven out of 10 and, and that was the highest score. So that's the one I'm going to pick necessarily, but, you know, to take some time and really evaluate, you know, what's good, what's bad and, and use that, uh, in your decision-making process.
1: Uh, my, my, uh, parting, uh, wisdoms, uh today are, are going to be uh, along the lines of what you said, in, uh, in fact, but, you know, think about the classes you took. Think about the areas that you felt like you were growing. Those are likely the areas where you're going to continue to grow at uh, in the institution. Think about have that advisor lay out in front of you what each semester looks like and what kind of classes you're gonna be taking. Because the easiest thing would be to leave the hardest classes to the very end. And voila, now you hit uh, uh, a stone wall. So pacing yourself in races is great, but in also uh, also in college is, is a fantastic idea. And uh, another element is uh, sports is a big attractor for so many. I wanna to go to this university because I love their sports team. That's all great. And you can continue to follow any college uh, team you'd like without ne- needing to be a student there. But is that the environment that you want? Do you want to be in an R1 or land-grant institution, one of tens of thousands of students in sections of three, four, five thousand students sometime uh, taught by a multitude of teaching assistants? Or do you want a uh, an environment where it's a smaller number of individuals and you're taken care of. That could be a liberal arts school, that could be smaller private uh, places, but also community colleges. So those are decisions that you have time, but really time is ticking and give yourself the grace of thinking about yourself and how you see yourself. It's not, It's not a drag race where you're just got a few seconds to get uh, to that finish line. It's more of this long-term rallying situation where sometimes you're going to have bursts of energy because you've got finals or midterms or what have you. But also you've got some lull time and every single time think about the decision you're going to be making.
0: Absolutely. So great advice. And these are the kinds of things that we're going to be talking about on uh, Let's Talk Ed. If you enjoy programs like this, be sure and follow us and ring that bell down below. You'll get notifications when we post new content. And uh, for Dr. Zahi Atala, I'm Chris Ford, and we'll see you next time on Let's Talk Ed.